Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Okay, so let's start by getting comfortable, finding an easy sitting posture. Finding our ways into this moment, however you normally do that, however you like to do that. Might be watching your breath or being aware of your body or listening to sounds. We'll just do this for a couple of minutes. So I thought today we could explore the idea of sitting with suffering uh, because this is a lot of what sitting is. So I think for all of us, for a fair bit of the time, this is what we'll be doing when we practice Sazen. We'll be sitting with some form of suffering, some form of discomfort or disease. And sometimes... This will be gross and obvious forms of suffering, like physical pain or emotional upset. And in other times, perhaps a lot of the time, we'll experience more subtle forms of suffering. Things like dissatisfaction or striving or boredom or a sense of lack or simply just discomfort in our bodies. Sometimes this can be very subtle, you know, so subtle that it can take us to long, a long time to even recognize that we're experiencing it, although we have been experiencing it for a long time.
of course, we can also experience pleasurable experiences like ease and satisfaction, happiness, and they're important too, of course. But still, I think we're never going to settle into our practice if we can't settle into our own suffering. So that's my suggestion for this morning is that we just sit with our suffering. Let's recognize our suffering. Let's explore our relationship to it. I'm going to move through a couple of different areas where suffering may be showing up for you. It may not, and that's okay. You can just sit and listen and feel your lack of suffering or feel your ease, and that's good. Some of what I say may feel relevant to your current experience. Some may not, and that's fine either way. So we're sitting here and I imagine that most of us will be bringing our attention to objects that exist in the present, such as our breath or our bodies or sounds. And our minds will be thinking as well, sometimes to the extent that we lose touch with the present completely. And so we'll be moving in and out of a present-centered awareness. Unless we're really, really centered or unless we're totally caught up in thinking, there'll be a movement. Like waves coming up onto the sand and then drawing back into the ocean. There's a movement between present centeredness and discursive thinking. So now we're alert. Now we're feeling present. And now we slip back into the self-centered dream. As you sit, see if you can get a sense of how you're relating to this movement. So do you feel comfortable with your thinking? Or is it something you'd rather wasn't there? Do you feel a sense of being um, pleased or happy when you return to the present? Or do you feel disappointed or dejected or hard on yourself for having drifted away? And when you come back to the present, do you try to hold on to it? Or are you able to let it be? In my experience, there can often be subtle forms of disease hiding in the way that I'm relating to my meditation object and the way that I'm relating to my thoughts. So let's gently observe this in ourselves for a few minutes.
Now I want to encourage you to let your object of attention become focused on your whole body. See if you can get an overall sense of what it feels like for you right now to be an embodied being. You might notice areas where your attention is drawn to, areas where your attention is not drawn. You might feel a sense of ease and lightness and expansion or flow in certain areas of your body. Other areas there might be contraction or heaviness restriction or pressure or even pain. So just take that all in. The whole body is a package. We'll sit like this for a couple of minutes.
One of my <clears throat> one of my favorite chapters in Jacobek's books has always been one titled "The Icy Cou Icy Couch." Some of you will be familiar with this chapter, I imagine. So Joko says that we all have a fundamental form of emotional contraction that arises from our kind of basic efforts to protect ourselves and our lives. And she says that this emotional contraction always shows up as a pattern of bodily contraction as well. Disease in our bodies or pain. And this is the icy couch that she talks about. It's like a hard and cold place where nobody wants to sit, at least initially. I'm, I'm quoting Joko now. Everybody has it. Even when we think we're relatively happy, we may be able to detect a mild tension throughout the body. It's nothing spectacular and maybe very mild. When everything is going our way, we don't feel bad, yet the mild contraction never ceases. It's always there with every person on, on Earth. So take some time to see if you can get a sense of what Joko is talking about here. See if you can feel a pattern of tension or holding in your body. Maybe we can recognize this as a subtle form of suffering that's always with us to some extent, even if we're not always aware of it. Let's just sit like this for a few more minutes.
So we're just sitting with our physical experience. Sitting with any sense of tension or holding that might be there. As Joko would say, sitting in the icy couch, sitting on the icy couch, becoming the icy couch. And I'm quoting her again now. As we settle into our sensation of pain, we find it so appalling that we skitter off again. The minute we land in the sensation of discomfort, we spin back into the imaginary film. We simply don't want to be in the reality of what we are. That's human, neither good nor bad. And it takes years of persistent practice to begin to touch this reality more and more, becoming comfortable in resting here until finally it's just a hard and friendly rock that's molded to us and where we can finally rest and be at peace. So I just want to leave you with the encouragement that there's nothing wrong with our suffering. The presence of suffering doesn't mean there's anything wrong with our practice. It doesn't mean there's anything more we need to do. The suffering is our practice very often. So let's do this practice and sit with our suffering for a few more minutes. <laughs> 